0: Uh, We were talking about railroads
1: and how they might impact, one, your job bid, the different permits you have to get, the fines you might face if you don't follow the railroad regulations.
0: Yeah. Hello guys, Chris Work here at Profit Dig with my partners Jeff. Jeff and Jay. A lot of J's. Yeah. It's never really occurred to me. <laughs> a lot of J's. Yeah. 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 Hey, that's fine though. Um Glad to have you join us this evening. We're in the new video room at Profit Dig headquarters. So uh yeah, you'll be seeing these digs for a while longer. We still got some work to do, but uh, this is this is it for now so check us out ProfitDig.com. got some good topics coming up for you and uh jeff g i'll turn it to you
1: yeah uh, we had an interesting discussion <coughs> not, maybe <coughs> 10 or 15 minutes ago Chris. it's pretty cool i know i uh,
0: actually took notes on it i was we really to, yeah i took some notes <laughs> too uh
1: i'm always learning something from i am too. jeff spencer so exactly so it's always yep. a, a learning session
0: for yep. me me too uh
1: we were talking about railroads and how they might impact, one, your job bid, the different permits you have to get, yep. the fines you might face right. if you don't follow <laughs> the railroad regulations. Right. So exactly. I guess, yeah. Jeff Spencer, um, tell us about when you're bidding on a project that has a railroad beside it, what things are you considering?
2: Well, one thing you gotta figure out, excuse <clears> me, <throat> is like the, the railroad itself, where the right-of-way is. Like this right here, we got to set our drawings out here. I know everybody can't see it, but there's a certain railroad company here and they've got 100 feet feet of right of way. So from the center of their right of way, they got 50 foot, or center of their tracks, they got 50 foot each side of their tracks. So I can work up next to that right of way, but if I get inside that right of way, then I have to get permits from said railroad company. So how, how does
1: one go about getting those permits? Like, well, if you told me, hey Jeff, call the railroad company and get a permit, I'm
2: and,
1: gonna yeah. say, well, who, who <laughs> the hell do I call?
2: And, <laughs> and you can do that. You can chase that rabbit. You can call, you know, cause the, the name of the railroad will be on the drawings. You can call them up. You can look them up on the internet and find their numbers and contacts and you'll call them. But you know, it may be four or five different people you gotta talk to to get to the right one. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, the engineer of record that designed this project has done his homework. Not every time, but a lot of times, he's already contacted them, found out what right away they had here to find out. You know, if I have to inquire permits, who do I contact? So a lot of times, your best bet is to talk to your engineer first. If you're if you're a subcontractor, you got to go through chain of command. So you got to reach out to your GC or the owner you're working for mm-hmm. and let them mm-hmm. contact the railroad. Yeah. And at that point, you know, you got the ball rolling. You, you know who you got to talk to. You can find out, you know, what kind it's going to cost you. And this is all stuff you need to do prior to your bid process because you need to add that cost into absolutely. your bid because you don't want to come out of your pocket.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely
2: not. Uh, yeah. And, you know, depending yeah. on how much work you got, maybe you got a, a water line or sewer line going underneath that railroad and you got a bore. And when you say bore, I mean the hair stands up on the back of most railroad companies. And it's like, you know, we don't, we don't want to hear that, you know, it's not going to happen. And then at that point, you know, they make you, just because they got a hundred foot right away, a lot of times they're going to make you back up 50 to 100 feet on each side. So what you would normally think would be 100, 100 feet of bore, 120 feet of bore yeah, may turn country. to be two to 300 feet of bore. Wow. So, you know, you need to do your homework and find out what the requirements are, how close you can work, if it is a bore situation, yeah. you know, how far are they going to make me stay back from there right away to start my bore? And just to define That's, bore, what are you talking about specifically? Well, just like to carry a utility, you know, like you've got to get utility from this side of the tracks to that side of the tracks. So maybe water, maybe sewer, maybe gas, could be fiber, you know, depending on what it is. And then, you know, just like sanitary sewer or water. Uh, I don't know if it's it's the same scenario in gas and stuff or not, because I don't do that much work with gas. But, just like you've got a, say you've got a 10-inch water line goes across there, or 10-inch sewer line. Well, 10-inch water, they're going to want you to be twice the size of the diameter of your pipe. So you're going to look at 20-inch, possibly even 24-inch casing line. So you're going to go in there and you're going to bore underground, and you're going to slide this pipe in. Or if you do directional, you know, you may end up you know drilling a hole through there and then pulling your casing pipe back. But if you do a jacking board, you're gonna be pushing your pipe along as you as you go. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, all your spoils and stuff come out in your pit and you gotta be able to get your spoils out, get them out of the way. You're dropping casing pipe down, you're welding it up. Each time you gotta add a joint. Uh, a lot of times on sanitary, depending on the flow, uh, it's really hard inexpensive, you know, to do a sewer bore because it's a grade bore because you know what I'm saying, shit don't run peel. <laughs> so yeah. you've got to stay, you got to maintain that grade. When you're drilling a rock, it's really hard to control that head when, it's, when you're drilling to keep it on line, so uh, you want, you know, a one and a half percent or more fall is what we like to see, but a lot of times you get them, it's a .40 percent of fall, you know, those are crucial. So a lot of times what we'll do if they call for just say a sixteen cut inch when I say they call for a sixteen inch casing pipe, a lot of times we'll do a twenty-four or thirty inch casing pipe for our own benefit. In case something doesn't come out, I've got room, got room that I can ready. run some flow filled concrete in there and level mm-hmm. that up to get to the flow I need it on.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. So that's a good tip for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So but, these, what, what different kinds of types of permits
0: would you need? Would you need a
2: boring permit? No, well, I mean, it's just most of the time with a railroad, you just need a permit to get inside of the right-of-way. To
0: get in the, the right-of-way.
2: Yeah, and the duration determines you know, usually what that's going to cost. And then also, uh, for those of you that have never dealt with a the railroad, they're going to make you pay wages for a flagger. The flagger works for the railroad they send him out, and, you know, and, and I want you all to listen to me if you've never dealt with the railroad, because <laughs> what this means is, like, you know, if there's one train a day, two or three trains a day that travel these tracks during work hours, you've got a flagger out there. He's going to stop that train, but not the train, he's going to stop you from working when that train is probably two, three miles away. Your guys have got to get back so many feet, and just got to stand there and wait. Any and equipment? That, well, most of the time they let your equipment stay, but they don't want any. And they want everything might. shut down. They want your equipment shut down, mm-hmm. and they want you so many feet away from the right of way. When a train and that doesn't make sense because a lot of times that flagger, if it's a flat track, you know, no up or anything, he'll stand on the out of tracks, but you have got to be so many feet away. <laughs> well, and then <clears> after the train goes by, lose one flagger to,
0: versus a whole construction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah.
2: he's a martyr. But, he's yeah. a martyr. Right. Exactly. But after the train comes through, the last car goes through. Generally, he's always got a walkie-talkie, I don't know if he's talking to the engineer in a train or who he's talking to, mm-hmm. but generally he'll get a signal after the, the, the train's gone, you know, the last car is two or three miles down the track, You yeah. can go back to work. Well, it may be two hours, here comes another train, do it all again. All over again. that so, really cut
0: into your, your profit margin there well, you I mean, a, you're you are losing for that. You're, you're losing an sure. easy
2: 30 to 45 minutes, <clears throat> maybe even an hour per train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know sometimes so I've crew been in situations contact,
0: hanging out for thirty minutes while the train's going. Through. Well, yeah, but yeah. I've
2: been in situations before where we were working actually over in Brentwood, and we were born under a railroad track. Train comes through, first train and we've seen since we we started the job, probably running forty mile an hour. I'm like, you know, this thing ain't that bad. Next train comes through, kind of similar. Well, that day finished. Next day come back, first train, 30, 40 mile an hour. Hmm. Had another train come by, and I probably had enough time to walk all the way around that train to be in the end for whatever got past <laughs> there. Got that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he'd be lucky if he had doing five mile an hour. Yeah. And yeah. we were shut down for 45 minutes waiting on that one train to go by. Wow. Yeah. But you had to. Yeah. Well, and it was it was, it was like 9 30 in the morning, maybe quarter to 10, something like that.
0: He took lunch.
2: We went and took early <laughs> lunch. I'm like, you yeah, know, yeah. let's go ahead and get our lunch over with. I mean, we're yeah. wasting too much time.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, gosh! Well,
2: this is pretty crazy information. Yeah,
0: and I appreciate you sharing it. And yeah, I
1: would like to keep going personally. Do we need to keep going, producer man? What do we need to do?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was acting. I, I still little. have some <laughs> comments on this topic. I would like right.
1: to explore. Okay, okay. You can find. All right. Um. Yeah. So. We were also kind of discussing Jeff Spencer, like what if you just choose not to get your permit, not to inform the railroad? What happens then? Like nothing.
0: Nothing happens, right, Jeff? No. Not (laughs) not until the railroad shows up, you know, and
2: they come out and ask you what you're doing, and they say, well, you know, you have encroached our right of way, and by doing so, we're going to write you a a fine. And like yeah. a five hundred dollar fine or thousand dollar well, fine or no, it you know I mean it can it can be in the thousands of dollars. I mean it's it's not a you know I know a couple of situations though where it's been twenty plus thousand dollars, mm. you know, for a fine. And just because you didn't, it's more or less, to me, I mean, in my opinion, I don't know why they have to be so so strict on their fines. But uh, I think it's just to make a point to make you remember. the Next time I work around the railroad, yeah. I'm going to make sure that I call.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, I'm uh, sure they're setting an example for sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it probably has something to do with liability and insurance. Oh, but If absolutely. you're too close, train derails and somebody dies. Yep. Yep. And,
2: and on yep. that same project we was talking about, uh, just a few miles down the road, they had an incident, and the flagger that was up there with us, I don't know what happened, you know, or anything else, but. He told us he said that's probably like a hundred plus thousand dollar fine. Wow. Yeah. A
0: hundred grand in a day. Yeah, I don't know what
2: they were doing, you it
1: know, a of a, how, how extent know, what the work line. was, but yeah. as a small subcontractor, if you were the Shoot. one that breached whatever that contractual agreement yeah. was or that permit was yeah. you
0: know, yeah. Yeah. had
1: to pay a hundred thousand that would,
2: that could cripple that a could small cripple contractor. Well, I mean, depending on the size of the job, I mean that may be all your profits. That could have been all your profit. Yeah and uh, you know and maybe you're new and just getting started out i mean that's a rough way to start a business you know your very first job and (laughs) and you you lose all your profit absolutely and it's going to be hard to explain to your banker
0: yeah well
2: get slapped on hand by the railroad and get your ass whooped by the banker.
1: yeah and now you you also mentioned that these flaggers like if the railroad company cannot supply a flagger like you're going to wait you you got to wait
2: yeah yeah. And you, you got to give them, you know, you, it's important to have a good schedule, you know, when you start your work, because I've been in situations myself that I can speak from that were, we told them he was going to need a flagger for two weeks. Well, in two weeks' time, they pulled that flagger, and we weren't done and working in their area. They're like, well, this is all the time we had allotted for him, so we'll have to get you one. We'll let you know when we have another flagger out. No one and I think it was like a week and a half. I Ooh, believe it was lost yeah production time lost
0: production yeah Wow then we had to wait wow. so, well so what have we learned here uh, for our viewers kids do not mess with the railroad no <laughs> do not uh, get your permits contact your engineers' record your your GCS whoever it might be you're working with get the details save your butt a bunch of cash should something come up Jeff Gibb Jeff Spencer Thank Appreciate you so much. Appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Hey, if y'all found this useful, please follow. Oh, our follow power, and click or like Subscribe, and, oh, you subscribe know, on YouTube. Like and all that the good video. stuff. I don't know. We're I, just I trying I to help y'all be more exactly. successful. No, exactly. No. Yeah. com. We'll see you there. See y'all.